Welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast with me, John Deeks. It's great to have you here. And one of our dear friends from Your Life Choices is Mr. Noel Whitaker. I'm Professor Noel, I like to call him, because he is a, uh, a genius when it comes to all things financial. Um, international best-selling author, financial and investment expert. Did you know he reaches over 7 million readers every week through the major newspapers, Sydney Morning Herald, uh, The Age, and everything else as well. One of them, Australia's most successful authors, never written. Have you ever written a, a fiction? Never. I don't think I've got the skill to write fiction. Well, you have 20 best-selling books, and uh, we're here to talk about uh, the latest one again. And you have um, really done so well with over 2 million copies sold of your first book, yes. Making Money Made Simple. Yep. Noel, uh, thank you so much for giving up your time. You're a great friend to Your Life Choices and to our many listeners who love your sage advice. We've been through a budget just recently. Yes. How is the land laying for us uh, dear old pensioners over 70? Well, I think, think people over 70 are the fastest growing group in the community. And we're so well, Noel. I know, I know. And they all vote. Yeah. And this is going to be an election year for sure. All my spies say it's going to be October. October, right. No one knows. I think it's all good things. But what got me in the budget, the changes they made all take effect from July next year, not this July, which, which I thought was rather strange. Why do they do that? That's what they've done. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, if, if they want to get something through quick, they can get it through very quickly. Yeah, sure. It's also a sneaky one. They've uh, they've changed the work test so anyone can contribute to super now until age 67. And they said that we're a step further. But from next year, like that's 14 months away, you can contribute to age 75. Right. But without the work test. Now, that's fine for after-tax dollars, the non-concessional contributions, but the concessional ones, which you get a tax deduction, can only be made by salary sacrifice which means they must be made by your boss. So if your bosses make the contributions, you've got to be working. So it's a little bit sneaky, I thought. Now, what is the biggest concern you have as we uh, move into the middle of 2021 um, regarding the financial landscape for, for your constituents, which is pretty much the 50s plus? Yes. Uh, what are your major concerns? Look, to be honest, I haven't thought about it too much. I'm, I mean, people just hang in there. I think, interesting in the retirement income review, they said that the three major factors where people find it complex, particularly in the interaction between tax and Centrelink and aged care, mm. that they find it complex. And also people weren't efficient. Uh, in other words, I've got an email today. I've got $200,000 in super. I'm going to retire. How about I take it all out and put it in the bank? <laughs> that's, that's a specific thinking that the retirement income review is targeted. Mm. Also, the other thing which is interesting is they now want you to use your house as a resource, which means to get the equity in your house, you have to sell it or borrow against it or do an equity release thing. But I think people find it too complex. Mm. I still think 50% of people haven't got a will. Oh. You know, so... But what I've tried to address in my new book, Retirement Made Simple, is all these issues because so many people don't know what they don't know. So, what are the what are the sort of the, the five just just to take five major facts that you would like to lay out to people to make sure that um, you know they're they're looking after themselves? Well, the first 
big one, is that how long your super will last depends mainly on the rate of return you can get. So it's absolutely paramount that people make sure they're in good performing super funds. That's number one, I think. Also, have these documents like your endearing power of attorney and your will and your advanced health directive Mm. all in a safe place where your family know where they are. I was having breakfast recently with a judge and he was saying he had a case case in front of him. The guy did all the right things, did the will, did the endearing power of attorney and put them all in a safe deposit box in the bank. And the family had to get a court order to get them out of the bank. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's important that your family know what the documents are. Okay, so make sure your documents are actually in place. In place. You've you've done it, and also uh, they're in a place that can be accessed by family members. Yes. I mean, I heard recently a barrister was telling me that he's got a case on where the person died, the will got probate, the proceeds were distributed. Then they found a subsequent will. Oh, now you imagine no. trying to unscramble that egg. Wow. Yeah, I know. Also, what's happening now, John, is that people are living longer and it's not uncommon to lose your partner. Then you meet someone else who's lost their partner and you start a new relationship. Mm. Now, this means there's normally kids from both sides of the line here. Most people want to keep their assets they brought to the new relationship separate. Mm. Then one of them needs to go into a nursing home Mm. and they hand over half a million dollars for a refundable accommodation on the RAD. And one partner hasn't got the money, so the other one pays the RAD. What they don't know is that the, the RAD money must be paid back to the estate of the person who died in the nursing home. Just, just the RAD? It's the refundable accommodation bond. Okay. So you it. must pay an RAD in some form when you go into aged care. Right. It's often half a million bucks. And that comes back to the estate when the person dies, which is normally the only way they're going to leave. But that must go back to the estate of the deceased. Hmm. Now, if that deceased was my partner and I paid the money from my own funds, that yep. money is lost to my estate. Sneaky stuff, wow. isn't it? It is. It is. It's all um, complex, this stuff. And, and also leading back to the question that I was going to ask was uh, your thoughts on the schemes, and I, with a small s, but the schemes that uh, enabled you to use the equity in your house to fund whatever. Uh, what, it, what, what is Noel Whitaker's thoughts on those uh, particular plans? First of all, you've got to sell. The only way to get the money out is to sell, Right or else to take out a reverse mortgage or get into one of these equity relief schemes. What are your thoughts on on the last two? Well, I think reverse mortgages are fine in the right circumstances. But the trouble is more and more people are moving to land lease communities or retirement villages which aren't eligible for a reverse mortgage. Okay. You see, so if you're one of those... Because the, the, uh, the incorporation uh, orders, uh, the way it's incorporated, doesn't allow for that to happen. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, now, the, the other reverse mortgage scheme is the pension loan scheme from the government. But again, you've got to own a freehold property. So these are the kinds of things, if you're thinking about where you're going to retire, if I need to access equity, how am I going to get it? Because you don't want to downsize and downsize and downsize. I mean, apart from your superannuation made simple, downsizing made simple, making money made simple, retirement made simple. Made simple. 
Which is the best place to start for folks who are looking ahead now? And you've always said the, the, the biggest and most important thing is to plan. Well, I think people should start by reading my retirement made simple with set to the all out. Mm. And that can lead them to the downsizing book. Also, Brian Hurd, H-E-R-D, has mm. just launched a book called Conversation with Your Aging Parents. And there's a, a line in that book that got to me. She's at home, she's busy, the job to get out, kids are doing things, and the phone rings and it says, Mum's had a fall and she mm. won't be coming home. And the whole landscape changes in two seconds. Yep, in a New York minute. I know that. I know, I know, I know. But the more you know about it, the more likely you are to you know, protect yourself from it. If you were king of Australia, Noel Whitaker, yes. what would be one of your first decrees financially? Oh, financially? Yes. I mean, sure, there's plenty of other things, but uh, we'll save that for, for having a beer. But uh, if you were king of the world and uh, king of Australia and uh, you could make one fi- – or if you were the, uh, the emperor of all things money, like the treasurer, <laughs> what would you be doing? I'm a great fan of compulsory super. I'm a big fan of it going up from 10% to 12%. There's a lot of people aren't. And I was talking to Paul Keating last week and he said, I was down in Wallara and he said, there's a the woman with three Audi bags. I said, what do you got there, love? Cash. And she said, no, Mr. Kitty, my daughter's husband deserted her and they're groceries for her and her kids. And she said, thanks to you, Mr. Keating, I've got $420,000 in super. Thank you, Mr. Keating. Wow. Yeah, and, and I talked to other people, but, oh, no, well, you're being paternalistic. Well, the whole fact is that a lot of people can't handle money, especially low-paid workers. And the only way they'll ever get anything is the boss's compulsory superannuation. So I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. What, what's the next thing that Nola would do? What I'd do, okay, I'd abolish state governments. There you are. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> Yay! Abolish state government. Vote one, Noel Whitaker. <laughs> I, I'd raise the GST to 15% flat with no exemptions, and I'd bring forward the tax cuts with a top rate 30%. What are your thoughts on, on flat uh, tax? Flat tax won't work. Uh, if you look at the numbers, at the moment, from memory, the first 19,000 is tax-free, then the next 19 is taxed at about 19, I think, isn't it? I mean, the rates are coming down. No, I don't like flat tax. It mm. won't work. It won't okay. work. Yeah. Is there is there one? And this is my last question, without notice to you, uh, Thanks, uh, uh, <laughs> Chairman Noll. Um, but which which country do you look at and go, why can't we do that? I guess New Zealand. I think really? New Zealand. Well, it's got no payroll tax. It's got no stamp duty. It's got no capital gains tax. That's really? pretty nice. That's right. Where do they get their money? Well, I think there's only four million of them. <laughs> I think there's four million of them. And also, the, the top tax rate's about 35%. Wow. So you wow. imagine if we had no payroll tax, no stamp duty, no capital gains tax, and top rate of 35%. The GST's 15%. So their money comes from a higher GST? Yes. And mm. I recall when it was brought in back, because I went to a thing about it, the top tax rate went from 68 to 33, I think. Mm. The GST come in. Because don't forget, there was a time in New Zealand that you couldn't have synthetic carpets. Margarine was banned. Yeah. And when I worked in the bank back in 1960, 
you couldn't take more than five pounds out of New Zealand in currency. It was highly regulated. Wow. <laughs> they only called going there in about the late 60s, and all the cars were old. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. They yeah. loved a Morris Minor. That that's was it. like, yeah, uh, it's a new Morris Minor. <laughs> yeah, like giving away cars on game shows. Yeah. Oh, isn't that yeah, they are memory, mate. Down memory road now, Dixie. Retirement Made Simple. Noel Whitaker's book is the one you should be getting a hold of, folks. Look for it. Noel Whitaker's Retirement Made Simple. You're you're an absolute gem, Noel. I love talking to you. And um, it's wonderful having you as a regular contributor and friend to your life choices. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure.